Hi, I'm Miranda Ray Mayo, also known as Mr. Mayo. I play Stella Kid on Chicago Fire, and you are listening to Meet Us at Molly's. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride. Anytime you need someone to support you, I'm your girl. Casey, I told you I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I know you told me. That feeling, that connection, it won't go away just because you don't want it to be there. You are a good man, Kelly said, right? Can you just tell me that I got this? You got this, Stella kid. You deserve a better man than me. I decided I'm gonna be the man you deserve. Happy Stella Ride Day! Yay! Hey everybody, welcome to Meet Us at Molly's. Today we are covering, well first off it's episode 159, because you know, we need to know for like organizational purposes, I don't know. But um, it's the Stella Ride episode. That's really all you need to know. All things Stella Ride. It's going to be a long one, you guys, so, like, buckle up, but this is going to be fun. I'm so excited. I, like, just rewatching all these scenes of theirs over the past, like, few days. It's, ugh, it's made me so happy. Uh, same, same. Um, it, It's been magic. And then it's been fun, like, reminiscing through the old seasons, too, because you see Gabby, yeah. you see Otis, uh, Lily's popped up, and I'm just like, Borelli, oh. I mean, damn. Oh, my goodness, Borelli, right. There was that hot minute that that happened. Oh, man. We really uh, need to do an episode with him at one point, just because I have a lot of rants I want to go on about him. Ooh, point. that would be fun, just to, like, rewatch his episodes. Oh, uh, yeah, no, we really need to watch his ending stuff, where he was a total asshole and then got burned up. That's really the one we need to do. We need to cover that episode. Yeah. One hiatus, we'll do it. When did we start this podcast? Season six? Yes. S- six. 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 Uh, time, man. I don't know. What is time anymore? Who knows? Um, happy almost Halloween, by the way. That's happening tomorrow. I know. Crazy. So crazy, crazy. crazy. Um, do you have a costume? Are you doing anything? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We're old now. That's the deal. But uh, we got the dog. We got Pe- Pepper's our dog. We got him a Batman costume. I saw that on Instagram. He hates us so much for it. Oh, my God. And he's still little. So, like, he doesn't. Little by, I mean by little, young. He's twenty five pounds, but he um he does not like it. So we put a sweater on him, or we put a costume on him, and he immediately is trying to take it off. We're like, no, we work hard, so you can wear goofy clothes like this. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, Charlie, or my boyfriend has a Robin costume, and then I think I might just wear my unicorn onesie just for funsies to sit Solid. around the house and drink beer. I don't know. Solid. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude. I just today's a good day. Today's a good day. So, uh, not only are we talking Stellaroid, but we've got news. And, like, we've got news news. Not just, like, little bitty, like, here's an article from, like, a bajillion months ago. Oh, no. It's news news. We have episode descriptions! We have episode descriptions! It's amazing! It's it's like Christmas. I feel like I'm, like, Buddy the Elf. It's like Christmas! (laughs) After the premieres, we're gonna be like, you did it! (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's start off with... Uh, unscripted if you guys remember from last week we talked about this series wolf entertainment just started it last week they did their first edition with jesse spencer and tori devito where basically they take two actors from whatever wolf show and they just stick them together and are like here have a conversation 
The second installment dropped this week, and it was Chicago PD's Jason Begay and FBI Most Wanted's Julian McMahon. I first off, I I didn't know Julian McMahon was Australian. That was news to me. Okay, um, but the the biggest, most interesting part of this this was thirty five minutes long. Okay, and I love how long they are because I sit there and I'm just like, tell me everything. Julian and Jason had never met before. This was like their first time to meet via the Zoom conference. And midway through it, Julian's like, so where'd you get your like super gravelly voice from? And Jason just casually drops the story of this horrific car accident he had 20 years ago. And he's just like, I flipped a car off this highway and, you know, my ribs came through my chest. And oh, yeah, I died a couple times. And you're just watching and you're like, I'm sorry, what? 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 So That's wild. Yeah, it's it's a ride. Let me tell you, <laughs> it is a ride. Uh, yeah, so definitely check that out if you get the chance. Jason also touches on some of the challenges that lie ahead for the PD cast and crew going into this new season with, you know, the social justice and everything that went on over the summer. And, uh, you know, I don't really want to try and quote anything because I don't want to say it out of context, but definitely go check that out if you get the chance, because it was very interesting. I'll put it that way. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet just because it is 35 minutes long and I haven't had a chance yet. But I'm definitely going to. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I love the idea of the unscripted series, though. So I'm glad that we're getting that every week. Cause yeah. Because it's really fun. I'm digging it, too. Although I'm guessing next week is going to be, like, regular FBI and SVU just because they're the only two that haven't gone yet. Um, oh, that would make sense. You know what I need to see, though? I need to see Zico from FBI. I need to see him with Jesse Lee's offer. I don't know why. I just do. Well, you have that idea for their characters to be, like, BFF, Army BFF, so. Oh, they totally knew each other in the military. They totally did. Oh, wait. That was, I couldn't think of Seiko's character's name, but Good oh, job, Bryna! It took me a second, but I got there. Um, you've got to see, Zico's TikTok game is, like, unmatched. I want him to come over to Chicago just so we can, like, track his social media the same way we do. And I shouldn't say track, that sounds creepy, but you know what I mean. Um, he needs to go over to Fire, though, so he can do all the TikToks with Daniel. Although Daniel hasn't done the TikTok in a long time. Neither has but, Miranda. Yeah, but they, he needs to go over there because that's really where the TikTok game in One Chicago is. I got to send you the one of the thing he did with the shoe and, like, the suit. We have, yeah, I don't know what you're talking I've seen some of them on Twitter, but not all of them. We have one listener who I know knows what I'm talking about, but I got to show the rest because just his TikTok game is A++. So... Anyway, um, this has been Meet Us at FBI. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, take us through the next bit. Yeah, so Tori did an interview with Us Weekly, and she hit on a couple different things. It came out in a couple different articles, but we just kind of combined them all. Um, she made a, she talked about Manstead a little bit, and she said, you know, obviously I know that we have a drama show, and it has to be interesting. She said if Will and Natalie were just together the whole time, it could be boring because it's not real life. But I have to say, I will always hold a candle for Manstead. Maybe it's just because that's the way the show started. It just seems like the OG couple to me. I hold out hope for them, but you never know. I I agree with that, but I could also see my opinion change. I agree with that, but they need a long break from each other to kind of reset and refocus. Yes. 
I also want to see how Will handles this new season and how like how long Hannah sticks around because we've talked many a time about sometimes Will can be better without Natalie. So, yes. Yeah. And I also want to see how Natalie and Crockett and that relationship evolves. Yes, yes. Which leads to me to the next thing that Tori talked about and she talked about Crockett and she said, "I do think that Crockett revealing her to her, her secret and stuff makes her feel closer to him. I think this guy that she thinks is pretty cocky has it all under control. Seeing that vulnerable side to him, I do think kind of lights something inside of her. And what that is, I haven't figured it out. You're having it figured it out, but it's something. Interesting. Yeah, I'm. That's honestly what, we'll, and we'll talk about this in next week's episode, which is our wish list episode. But I, I'm very excited to see where, what happens with those two. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I think I get where Natalie's coming from, too, because when you find something out about a friend like that, like, you just kind of instinctively want to, like, protect them or hug them. So I think I can understand where she's coming from. Yeah. So. Yeah. But no. Uh, and I just recently rewatched the episode where they were kidnapped, and it got me all in my Natalie Crockett feels, and I'm I'm ready. It, that that episode, I didn't I didn't have the Crockett and Natalie feel, feels the way you did, but you know what got me was that hug at the end, like that. Yes! Yeah, that's oh. when I was like, oh oh, what are these sparks I'm feeling? Oh my god, it kills me. Yeah. Anyway, so. anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, on to some of like the best news because this is news we've wanted for like seven freaking months, and I don't know about you, I'm never taking episode descriptions for granted ever again. Oh, it's so weird because I was thinking about it, how we used to hate on them, not because we got them, but because they'd be so vague and we'd be like, what? This is stupid. We don't know anything. Like, these are terrible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, no, I'm never taking them for granted ever again. Now we're like Rafiki and the Lion King, like holding Simba up. We've got like the episode descriptions and we're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, we're like, ah, episode descriptions. <laughs> yeah. Promo photos. <laughs> <laughs> So, Chicago Med, Season 6, Episode 1. Let me say that one more time. Season 6, Episode 1. Doesn't it, that just feel so good to say? Yes, it feels so good. Okay, this episode is called When Did We Begin to Change? Can I just say that one more time just because it didn't soak in enough? Roll the tape again. Okay, Chicago Med, Season 6, Episode 1, When Did We Begin to Change? Oh, that felt so good. <laughs> I love it. Love it, love it. I missed them so much. Okay, in the Season 6 premiere, the entire staff at Chicago Med adjusts to the new normal of the pandemic. Dr. Choi, Dr. Lanik, and April fight on the front lines. Dr. Halstead and Hannah face a troubling reality and Dr. Charles tries to clear the air with his daughter following recent developments. So does this mean that the couple in quarantine is Will and Hannah? Interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that. I just assumed that meant that Hannah, they were going to break up. But that would make more sense. I would get a little bit of joy out of it if they were like stuck quarantined together and wanted to kill each other. And that's why they broke up. But I will also be annoyed if Maggie and Ben aren't quarantined either, because if Maggie's working, like, what are we doing? Maggie is working, as we saw from the promo photos. I know, but, like, it makes me mad. Wait a second. Also, if she's working, where is her mask? 
It's a great question. Dude. 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 So, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing Dr. Lanik in a new role, and that's not because Nate is a friend of the pod. Yeah, I'm really curious to see all about that. Um, I'm also glad we didn't drop the Dr. Charles and his daughter storyline completely from mm-hmm. season five, because that would have, I kind of expected them to do that, but I'm glad that didn't get dropped completely. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, though, going back to the Dr. Choi, Lanik, and April thing, if this ends in like April and Choi at each other's throats, I'm already just over it. <laughs> I really hope those two were like, okay, wait, priorities. Like, it's a pandemic, let's not be at each other's throats. I don't know, but, like, if they are, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, the promo photos for these two, we got pro- we got promo photos, like, really late on Tuesday night and, like, really, like, like after midnight, so technically Wednesday. But uh, did you see the one of April in, like, the full-on hazmat suit? With the iPad, FaceTiming whoever, I guess it was family of the patient, but yeah. God, that's, like, heavy. I know. And the patient has, like, plastic over him. Like, it's a really striking image. Yeah. Uh, I, I will be curious to see how this goes. Same. Same. There's also a photo of Will pretty much, like, emo staring at his own reflection. And I'm going to have a blast with that this season. So you've been warned. Oh, my God. And then the, you, you sent me the one of that uh, Brennan Brown, who plays Dr. Abrams, tweeted <laughs> of Nick and him doing kind of the same thing. It's so funny. It is pretty funny. I'm so glad they're all back. I miss those goofballs so much. I know. Me too. (sighs) Bryna, take us through Chicago Fire, please. And say the title as many times as you need. (laughs) Okay. Chicago Fire, season nine. That's kind of crazy. Season nine, episode one, title Rattle Second City, which I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, So the description reads... In the season nine premiere, Firehouse 51 welcomes a new member to the team whose presence could provide some complications. Brett's leadership shines during a scary call. Bowden sees great potential in Kid and proposes an idea that could have lasting repercussions. I'm ready. Just, I'm ready. (laughs) Bring bring it all. Like, I, I will have it all. Yeah. I'm really excited. I mean, I'm excited to see Gianna. And see how she starts to fit in. Um, Brett's leadership sounds really exciting. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just so excited. I'm just hoping the scary call is not the one that we saw teased on Twitter last week. It probably is. No. No. That Ambo can't go anywhere but the road. Oh, that one? Maybe not that. I thought you were talking about when Derek was saying how don't miss the last 10 seconds. Oh, I forgot about that. I always try to block that out of memory and it never works. Sorry. But yeah, (laughs) that's what I assumed you're talking about. My guess is that what we saw teased on Twitter last week is for either two or three. Probably two. I don't think they're on three yet. Do you really think they're going to go full Uncle Cooper and Rachel off that bridge? And like, I don't know, man, but they're just going to yeet the Ambo into the water. Like, season three of One Tree Hill? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. Also, I know I'm way too old to say the word yeet, but that just happened. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. okay so um, the promo photos for this. Did you see them? Yes, I did. So Gianna looks like she fits right in. 
Her what? hair is always flawless. I, I'm obsessed every time she Instagram stories. I'm obsessed. Oh, flawless. Yeah, absolutely flawless. Um, She's gorgeous. Like, every Insta story she posts, I'm just like, girl, I have not worn makeup since April. What are you doing? Like, Seriously. oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, It looks like Stellaride might be fighting. I They better not be. I'm not here for it. Well, remember from that <clears throat> TV ad thing where Derek teased that Stella's probably going after her lieutenant's exam and Severide's not necessarily okay with that. So you got to be careful with that because I'm, I'm not here for Kelly being like, no, girlfriend, you may not have ambition and be in the same title as me. Yeah, we'll get there, especially after he encouraged her and we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, 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 yeah. Last up is Chicago PD season eight, episode one called Fighting Ghosts. Oh, that felt so good. Okay. <laughs> the description says the team responds to the shooting of a five-year-old girl and they must work the case while facing new obstacles that come from the heightened attention on police reform. Atwater is targeted by a group of officers who want to hurt him for standing against the blue wall. And Voight questions whether he's cut out for a new form of policing as he manages oversight from CPD's deputy certain in- superintendent. Deputy certain intendant. <laughs> when I read that last line, I was like, what? We're actually going to get Voight being introspective? What? Yeah, but this this phrasing makes a lot more sense than what we've been hearing. How there was that TV Guide article that was like, he wonders if he's part of the problem. Voight wouldn't wonder if he's part of the problem. Voight would be like, there is no problem. This sounds a lot more accurate. But still, the fact that they're willing to have him start to question things, I think is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think important. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I mean, the the there, there was a pretty big spoiler that was posted on Instagram a couple weeks ago, maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, um, regarding a certain character that we're not going to talk about because it's a spoiler. But still, hopefully that is not – hopefully that's not as bad as it seems. Yes. Yeah. So um, we've got to talk about the promo picks because, um, hi, Jesse Lee Soffer has a stash. Yeah, and I know I'm in an unpop. I am in the minority when I say this, but I really like it. <laughs> um, you know what bugs me a little bit more than the stash? I I figured out that I'm officially not a fan of Jay in the solid color button downs because the solid color button down tends to say, "Hi, I'm getting shot today." <laughs> so. I'm not not about that life anymore. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm good. Like the the, the light colored so, solid color pale, uh, button up. I'm like, no, I see what you're doing. We're not we're not shooting Jay Halstead today. That's not happening. Yeah, but no, I really like the stash. I think the only thing that Jesse could would try to rock and that I'd be like, uh, no, would be a goatee. I don't <laughs> think I could get behind that. What about a mullet? Oh, I wasn't even talking about hair. I was talking about facial hair, but. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I could get behind that either. But I'm okay with the stash. I, I do like the stash. Like those two episodes when Antonio had a mystery goatee and we were like, where the hell did this come from? Uh, don't even remind me. <laughs> um, yeah. The other promo photos, there, there there was one of Rusewater that I was like, wow, like this photo just cured my anxiety. There was something so comforting about Ruzik, like perfect hair, perfect beard, 
plaid shirt and Atwater and a Henley. And I was like, ah, oh, everything is so normal. When I also really thought it was interesting, too, that's the first. I'll say this aside from med because med they're always going to be wearing masks because hello medical environment which is I I would be surprised if you see two characters on med not wearing masks I'd be very surprised yeah unless they're outside the hospital but PD we actually saw them wearing masks mm-hmm. we didn't see that on fire um, there's one of Voight where he's talking to Nicole Ari Parker's character and he's got his mask like underneath his chin and right. I like that detail and they're all, like, in that picture where it's, I think, um, Ruzik and Atwater and I don't remember who else. And they have their guns and they all have their, light masks on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I, you know, again, just things to keep in mind. Yep. Um, there's one of Haley looking super badass. There's one of Burgess looking super badass. Just everybody looks good. Yeah. I'm really excited. It's the best. So, uh, Bryna, will you take us through the next bit? Yes, so there was a little bit of fire news in Matt's Inside Line, which is a column over at TV Line. And the question was, since Annie Alonza is leaving Chicago Fire, are there any plans to bring Foster to med? And the scoop was, it says, well, when fire returns, it will be a few months later in the show's timeline. And Foster has gone off to medical school at Northwestern. Derek Cross tells TV Line, we will hear some updates about how she's doing as the season progresses. Okay. Cool. I, I, I don't think she would come back, do you? I'm not saying I think she's going to come back soon. I wouldn't say never say never. I feel like that kind of leaves it up, but also medical school is, what, four years? You're asking the wrong person. I think it's four years. I should know this, but... <laughs> And that's assuming she had to start all over. I don't know if she had to start all over. But, hmm. yeah. So. All right. So, that's the news. Oh, that felt so good to have actual, like, full-on news. I know. I can't believe it. You guys know what to do. If you see it, send it to us. It's really helpful. Um, DM, Twitter, however, you know, the usual. You guys know what to do. So, we appreciate that a lot. So, I think it's time to move into the episode, shall we? Yes, let's do it. I'm like, break the knuckles. Chomping like, at the bit. You're like, let's go. Let's I'm get like, up in these Severide bills. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, where do we even start? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So Stella came to the show in season four, which was like, what, 2015, 2016? 20... I guess since it was technically the later half of season four, it would have been early 2016. Where where do we start here? <laughs> I don't know. My instinct says to jump right in, but I'm because okay, I'll say this. I was no, actually, I, I was gonna say I was not all aboard the Stellaride train like I was with the Upstead train, but I was not aboard the Upstead train until a long time ago, or not a long time ago. I was not see, I was not aboard the Stellaride and Severide at the beginning. And I think it's funny. I think as I've been watching this over and over and over again, like as I've been watching all these scenes, it's become more clear to me. And it's it's easier to say, like, in hindsight, now that I can see the trajectory from season four to the end of season eight and see everything, you know, on like a wide screen. But yeah, the, and now I love the Sever- Stella and Severide storyline. And I think it makes complete sense. And I love every little part of it. But yeah, back then I was like, oh, Stella's just going to be another, you know, whatever. 
<laughs> another one of Kelly's girls. It's fine, yeah. and but not actually fine because I want Severide to find someone. And yeah, I don't think I really got into Stellaride until like season six. I I I vaguely remember that like once they hooked up for the first time, I was on board. Once they hooked up, I was like, oh, they got chemistry. All right, cool, I can do this. Yeah. But no, it was definitely a progression for me. But yeah, now that I like can see it all in hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, Stellaride from the beginning makes so sense, so much sense, so much sense, all of the sense. I will say though, I mean, in season four, the circle of Severide was still going round and round and round. So you know, yes, yeah, yes, there yeah. is a scene. I think it's in season four. It might be even be the first episode of season five. I don't remember which one. Okay. But where he's like laying on the bed in Casey's office and he's basically talking about how he can't even remember the girl's name because and he was like rifling through her wallet trying to find her name and she thought he was stealing from her. And he's like, no, I was just trying to figure out her name. And it was just the whole thing. But I was like, oh, my God, that was the hundredth episode. Oh, so it was even later in season five. Then mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. And Casey's like laughing hysterically. I'm like, stop encouraging him. Stop it. Yeah, Severide back then, man. It was bad. It was bad. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, I will say that I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I absolutely hated their, like, introduction and how it evolved. Like, their first scene together, okay, whatever. Like, cute. But the story of, like, their history and everything made me, like, really mad. I didn't like it at all. Um, We'll, like, dive oh. into it, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I say let's just dive into it. All right. So first up is the very first, like Stella's very first episode. The first time we ever meet her. Season four, episode 15. So thank God that by this point, Derek even told us in an interview that he had learned a lesson with Roman that you've got to give them a certain intro in order to make the audience like that character. And so with Stella, she got a really good intro and had that history with Gabby because of the lesson that Derek had learned with Roman. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, she comes in and, you know, Gabby's like, well, I can't work with this chick. And then it turns out that they're like best friends. But later on in the episode, they're, they just kind of have this exchange. And is it Severide who says this first part or Stella? Uh, no, Severide. Because okay. they're at Molly's. They're sitting at the bar and Severide comes up to her. And he's like, does anyone at 51 know? And she's like, no, I, I never said a word. Um, and that's kind of just it. But it's like, it, it, it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, okay. Something there, happened in between these two. There's something. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So that's the intro. So that's, you know, the, the very, very beginning. Brenda, take us through the next scene. Yeah. And so then in the very next episode, you learn a little bit more about their backstory. And Severide corners Stella in the locker room. And Severide even says to her, he's like, that night is easily one of the most embarrassing of my career. I had no idea that for the entire length of that training course that you were married. And she, like, teases him. She's like, yeah, that might have been something you wanted to check in before you let yourself in my back door with a six-pack. And then she even says at one point that, like, I don't think my husband ever really believed that nothing happened between us. And then you're like, oh. Oh. This, yeah, this is where I just really didn't like this. But I I think the reason I really didn't like it was because we were in full swing with the circle and we were just, well, I personally was just over it. I was like, this is getting old. Like, but also, when do you want to bring up about season four? Because we did, we did talk about this earlier. Um, Go ahead. Okay. Um, 
We're, I'm just going to say it then. Season four is arguably the weakest season of Chicago Fire. I'm, as the more I was rewatching the end of season four, at least it is the worst season of se- Chicago Fire. It's not a good season. Season four is really not good. No, it's it's really not. There is a lot of things that make it not good. I mean, we start. Okay, the season four starts first off with Severide getting demoted. Yes. For no other reason than he's got high turnover. Yes. So dumb. So he gets demoted. Then he hooks up with like the the instructor at the training course, which is infuriating in and of itself. Yeah. And then you've got Gabby in 404. We, yeah, we don't even need to say it, but yeah, Gabby in 404, yes. And then, like, it just does, it just doesn't, it feels like all the storylines in the beginning of season four just feel like they're trying too hard. Well, and you get Relly, you had Chili, which Chili is arguably the worst character on fire ever. Yeah. Even worse than, like, Hope and Gore. Like, honestly, Chili is the worst character on fire ever. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then season four, the midseason ends with Herman getting stabbed, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. So uh, season four is just, it's its a mess. It is a mess. And so then finally, I feel like they make up a little bit of ground at the end of season four. But like, season four is not good. It's really no. not good. No, I'm Borelli and yeah. <laughs> I had this great text, but the more I thought about it when I texted you the other day when I was rewatching these scenes, what they did with Borelli is everything they've achieved with Gallo, but, like, they failed to do it with Borelli. Yes, you're spot on. They wanted, and Borelli is the wannabe Gallo. Yeah, yeah. Borelli's the older sibling who the parents think is, like, such a disappointment, then they put all the pressure on Gallo to be, like, the successful one. And he is, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Borelli was just hard to like, in my opinion. He's just not good. It's just not good. No. But we'll save that for when we do a Burley episode. Yeah, true. But I I, I don't think, I think I didn't like this scene because, I mean, we always knew that Severide was, you know, he's a ladies man, right? He's, he's kind of a dog, right? But like not, I, I didn't think that he was like this level of a dog. Like drunken, drunkenly letting yourself in to a woman's house is like, there's a sense of entitlement there that is just kind of gross. But at this point, in fire history severide hasn't had that like grounding moment i mean i guess you could argue when he got married and then had his breakdown about shay and realized that he got married because he was upset about shay but still like he was still in the circle so i don't think he had really realized yet that like hey i probably shouldn't be doing that yeah Absolutely. I, I want to say we were also in the middle of recycling storylines on, on fire, that we were doing some things we had already done before. And that's also the reason that we were all like, this is stupid. Um, but I I remember just getting really angry about this. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I was just like stressed out or something. But I did come to a wild conclusion at one point during these episodes where I was like, you know what, Kelly just doesn't respect women, which like at the time was a little crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. But it just it's. It, that's like borderline toxic behavior to me. I don't know. Maybe it's just 2020 me speaking. No, I don't think you're that far off. I just I think it's, again, I think it's hard for me to remember what I felt about it in this moment because this was my last scene of, or last season of binging. This was the last season I had to binge before I got to caught up. Um, so I don't quite remember what I was feeling and I obviously wasn't watching week to week. So I don't really remember. Um, and it's also, again, 
everything I feel like about this conversation is also going to be like, well, it's easier to say this in hindsight, mm-hmm. but you know, X, Y, Z, we see the arc now. So, um, but yeah, I don't think you're that far off from saying some of the stuff you're about some of the stuff you're saying about Severide. Yeah. just like that. That's kind of some shit you would see on you, but whatever. Um, so the next episode up is 418. 416 was the plat wedding, wasn't it? No, 418 is the plat wedding. Okay. So 418, they are basically discussing seating assignments. And Severide and Stella wind up next to each other because, like, of course. Um, and they just get a little flirty. And so Stella just says, she's like, sounds like a wild table. Better bring your A game, Severide. And he just goes, that's all I got. But I love her comeback. She's like, so breaking and entering is your A game. And then everyone else, because they don't know yet any about anything about them, everyone else gives them a look, and Severide's just like, I, I can't say anything. Nope. But, yep. Flirty. Flirty flirt. So. Yeah. Uh, and then at the wedding is when she finally spills the beans about what really happened with her and Severide. And, like, doesn't she tell the whole story about how, like, he sneaked in? Yeah. And at first she kind of makes some, like, funny, jokey moments. And she even says, she's like, poor guy was so blinded by love. He didn't know what he was doing. Um, but then she comes clean and everyone else is like, what? And Severide's just like, yeah, uh, yeah. Is she laughing about this now because she and Grant are on the outs? Yeah. Because, like, if I'm still married, I'm just kind of like, this was really awkward. Yeah. And I think it's, I think she's laughing about it, A, because she and Grant are on the outs, so it doesn't matter. But B... I think she's always had a crush on Severide. She was probably flattered by it. I mean, she may have been a little weirded out by the fact that he broke into her house, but like, if she had a crush on him, I like, I may, I probably think it's also weird, but I'd also maybe be like five percent flattered at least. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. So I think she's just like, oh yeah, Severide. <laughs> Ooh, look at those eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um... Take us through the next one. Oh, Stellarite's first kiss. It was so hard for me to remember what the timeline of their kisses were. Because it's so easy to say that, like, oh, yeah, season six when they have the sex on the bar. Which, we'll get there. But that that's, like, the moment. Because that's really the moment where they became a couple. And so it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, that's probably their first kiss. But no, their first kiss happens in 421. And Stella's doing some stuff in Molly's back room or whatever. And Severide comes in and they're having this conversation. And she finally just confronts him. She's like, you act like you don't give a damn, but then you're the one who yells at CFD Brass or comes and helps the damsel in distress. And he's like, well, you know, I, he's like, well, you got me all figured out. And she's like, I know, except for one thing. And he's like, well, what's that? And she says, when I'm married, you come and break into my house with flowers and champagne. But then I'm solo and you keep just like a nice, safe distance. And then, of course, they kiss and it's pretty great. I don't even remember their first kiss. I got to go back and watch that. It's so good. It's so, so, so good. Oh, man. So I was going to say, and then it leads into the finale of season four which is 422 mm-hmm. and like they end up in bed together the next morning because duh and <laughs> she even they're like cuddling and whatever and she's like all i'm saying is i could get used to this and first of all i just cute moment love it but then also now again knowing what we know the foreshadowing of like how that's how it's gonna be <laughs> it's just like oh 
amazing. Oh, wait, I do remember that episode in 420. I do remember their first kiss because that was when Stella had proposed something about the new ice maker and it caught Molly's on fire. Yes. Yes, I do. And that was hot. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the back room of Molly's. It's a great kiss. Um, But yeah, so amazing stuff. Love it. Love it. So um, season four also ends with Stella and Severi just, you know, having sexy time and making out at her place. And then we see, you know, Dr. Charles is trying to reach Stella because Grant is just kind of happily lurking around the corner with the knife. Apparently the Chicago Fire season four finale was a Lifetime movie. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, just... It was a Lifetime movie before Med was. Dang. I know. Yeah. Grant's like the OG Ava. <laughs> but actually. Yeah, just casually. So, um, and that's season four. So we've got the foundation just kind of set. And then then season five happens. And five is, five is better than four overall. But in terms of the Stellaride content, it's like... Yeah, they kind of, like, sometimes go there, sometimes they don't go there. They have their moments. But I think, again, we'll get there in a second. We'll get there in a second. I'll, I'll save my thought. Uh, so, hey, Bryna, do you remember that time Severide almost murdered Grant? Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, that whole premiere was perfect, and then it ended with Kelly just, like, going full Game of Thrones on Grant. Yeah, I mean, I get, obviously, he was trying to help Stella and defend Stella, and I applaud him for that. Because, obviously, nobody wants Stella to get hurt, and clearly he cares for her. But we did not need to go that far. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that episode's really good, obviously. I mean, you know. And there is a whole debate in this episode about whether they're a couple because Stella's trying to deal with the Grant stuff on her own and Kelly's just like what the hell and Stella is like well we're not a couple remember like I'm dealing with this on my own but then yeah at the end Grant attacks her and Kelly's just like I don't he finds like some glass or like a crowbar or something and yeah she's kind of welcome to season five yeah so yeah uh so then 502 happens, and this is kind of their first, like, undoing. Uh, first off, Kelly's wearing a black collared shirt in this episode that is just, like, mwah, like, art. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it's funny because in after Benny died, I remember giving Kelly a lot of crap for pushing Stella away. But now I find it ironic because, really... It was just kind of Kelly's turn because really after this with Grant and everything, Stella kind of pushed Kelly away. Yeah, she did. I mean, which I, I don't know. I get both points of view in this whole debate. Like, I understand where Stella is coming from. Like, they're not a couple and, you know, it is Stella's ex-husband, you know. It's not really Severite's place to get in the middle of it, um, you know. She had to figure out what her limits were and when was the right time for her to actually push mm-hmm. Grant away and say, you know, enough is enough. But I also see where Kelly's coming from, too. And there that's... is a moment where Kelly is, I feel like, a little harsh on her 
where, you know, they're, they're having a little bit of a spat and Kelly just goes, you ever think that's what caused this in the first place? You keeping him hanging around for years after you should have cut him off? And I couldn't help but ask the question, do you think Kelly's victim blaming here? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I think I agree. It's harsh. But again, like, I do see what Severide's point is. Like, he thinks that Grant is bringing Stella down and that she doesn't need that negativity in her life, which I agree with. Like, I do, I see that point. But again, it's sometimes harder to, it's easier to say than to do so. And Stella has to be the one to know, like, in order for Stella to have truly healed and gotten over that, she had to be the one to say, you know, enough is enough and I've reached my limit with Grant. That is a really incredible scene when she just tells him, she's like, I'm done. Like, I'm done being your crutch. I'm done. We're finished here. And she just walks out. I will say, though, it's interesting considering how big of a part Grant is to the beginning, like in the beginning of the story of Stellaride. Has he ever been mentioned again? No, but I like I like it that way because it just shows that Stella literally just shut the door and never looked back. Yeah, no, I, it's just, it is, I literally kind of forget until I was, like, we started doing research for this. I was like, oh, yeah, Stella was married. That mm-hmm. was the whole, that was the whole beginning of their story. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. But it's unfortunate, because really this episode was kind of their undoing, because, I mean, it happened, Kelly almost killed him, and then things got kind of awkward, and they just kind of drifted apart. But yet... Which is interesting, too, right? Because they kind of drift apart until Severide's going through this stuff where he's getting the bone marrow transplant for Anna. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I put you down as my emergency contact because Casey's dealing with Louie. So you're my emergency contact. But no worries, we can't do it. And it's like, I guess we've been cool this whole time, (laughs) even though it's been awkward. But okay. Yeah, I was under that impression that things were super awkward between them. So yeah, when when Kev, like, Kelly's like surprised, it's like oh, oh, okay, all right, cool. So, so yeah, we literally just forget about Stellarite after five oh two. Like the whole season is just like who, like the season just forgets about them completely. So, enter Anna. Anna comes along. We've covered it, you know, and I feel like Stella is just like the perfect wing woman this whole time. Mm-hmm. She really yeah. is. And so, uh, you know, Brenda, we have the moment in 509 if you want to take us through that. Yeah. I mean, Stella even goes so far as to when she becomes, like, Kelly's emergency contact, she's, like, Googling about bone marrow transplants. And he's, like, he, like, jokes. He's, like, oh, Stella, you care. Um, it's great. It is pretty great. But then <laughs> at the end of that episode is um, – Anna basically takes a turn for the worse and Kelly can't donate. And then it leads us into the crossover that is just like such a mess. That might be like the messiest crossover ever. When Kelly's just. Yeah. Yeah. When, when Kelly's just casually put in jail for a week and nobody bats an eye. It's so bad. Like the only one who gives a damn is Casey. And Boyd's just like, what? To an extent. Aaron does too. No, that's true. Yeah. And, and then Jay's just like, well, you have history with this guy. Whoa. Hang on. Hang on. It's just the weirdest little PD fire crossover ever. It's it's messy. It's just very messy. Yeah. It's bad. 
I feel like somebody like I feel like throwing a character in jail for a week is like a, that's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. And we just like it just was a, just nothing. It was just like poof. Okay, there he is. He's in jail. Yeah. And Casey and Aaron are the only ones who are like, "Hello, there's something wrong here." Yeah. Just yeah. And no Stella in the crossover. None. Cuz of course not. Cuz of course not. Just yeah. So then we get to 510. And this is the episode when Kelly literally like yeets himself off a roof. Um, yeah, there's like no other description for it. Kelly, there's something going on with the fire, but Kelly just like throws himself off the roof and he gets hurt. And so, you know, they're all at med and Stella's just like, he shouldn't be alone. And Bowden's like, yeah, yeah, stay. I know what's up with you too. Um, and Stella just kind of stays with him till he wakes up. And then they just have some really cute banter, you know. Stella's like, yeah, next time you could use the ladder. Just, you know, next time. Um, this is also the episode when he donates bone marrow, like, under, like, no anesthesia or whatever. And he, like, screams bloody murder. What a rock star, though. It's Kelly things. I will say, though, it is kind of funny when um, Clark, after that, he's like, yeah, that's the bravest thing I've ever seen. And we're just like, ah, I don't know if I would say it's the bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do. But it is pretty badass. Bravest thing you've ever seen on Chicago Fire. Go. The bravest thing? That's tough. That's a tough one. I don't know. Casey in the fire with the woman who'd been abused. Oh. Yeah. 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 And having, like, the deepest conversation of your life. Yeah. Literally the this is fine mean. Where, like, the, the dog is sitting in the fire like, this is fine. Yeah. 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 So, go ahead. But yes, no. And then we go through the whole Anna situation. And the thing that I loved about the Anna situation, well, again, looking back on it, I think I had I had different feelings on it when it was airing. But looking back on it, the thing that I love, especially when it comes to Stellaride, is that Stella was so supportive of everything. Like, yeah. she could see that Kelly had fallen in love at first sight, basically. And was head over heels and was just like, you know what? I'm going to support you because, you know, you're my friend. Like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. And so Anna, of course, passes in, what, 520? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in 521... We, we don't get a lot of Kelly because he's still kind of grieving. And we and this is this is a Stellaride scene that really stands out to me. Like when I think Stellaride, this is one of the first scenes I think I think of. But there's a knock at the door and Stella is there with Chinese food and a movie. And she's like, I'm just going to guess what's going on in that apartment. Like there's a bunch of beers. Your cupboard's bare. Like I brought some food. I brought Space Jam. And he's just not in the mood for company. So she's like, OK, well, I'm going to leave this here. Just promise me you're going to eat something. But, like, she reads it like a book. Yeah. She always has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always has. Yeah. Um, also, I just think the notion of Kelly Severide watching Space Jam is adorable. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It is pretty good. The soundtrack I remember being really good. I mean, it's really not a great movie. It's really not a great movie, but I still love it. No, it's not a great movie. But it's one of those movies from childhood that is, like, so bad that I you still love care. it. I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. don't care. I will always love Space Jam. And I'm ready for Space Jam, too. Remember the Quad City DJs? 
What? They sing that song on the Space Jam soundtrack. Oh, I could not have told you that's what it, who it was. <laughs> Everybody get up. It's time to slam, time to slam now. now. Yeah. 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 They also sing that song from the 90s, like, come on, ride the train. Come on, ride the train and ride it. No. No. You 90s babies, you kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So season five ends on that note of, you know, Stella just kind of bringing Chinese food and Space Jam and we leave it there. On to season six. And season six is just so much better. God, season six. What a season. It's such a happy place. What a season. Brian, well, it's, a- it's not always a happy place. But for the most part, it is. Okay. Take it away, Brenna. So season six, episode one, starts with a big step. I mean, they're still platonic, but it's still a big step. Stella moves in with Severide. Which is kind of crazy to think about because they've been living together and then they don't live together and then they did live together. It's just like, oh, it's a whole thing. And I can't remember exactly why she moved in. I don't remember. Her lease is up, right? Or something? Just no, like she gets evicted. Oh, right. I do remember that. I don't remember specifically why. I know she tells Mouch or somebody. She tells Mouch she, like, violated the renter's agreement. But I don't think we got specifics on how. I didn't remember that. Mm-hmm. So she's, of course, like, looking for a place to live. And so it's like, you can move in with me. And it's just. Yeah, start some great moments. Start of some great, 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 great moments. Really cute. I love when she when Kelly opens the door and he's like, "You look like a lost little puppy." Yeah, so perfect. So, um, in six oh two, we get a really funny opening scene. So, Severide is shirtless, pouring coffee. Hashtag blessed. So Stella walks in, takes off her shirt and walks around in her bra. And she's just like, see, I knew this roomy thing was going to work out great. And Kelly's just kind of watching her like, OK, all right, cool. Cool. So so good. Yeah. But the flirty like this is this phase of like where we are in early season six, like the flirty Stella ride stuff is pretty good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So then we go on to season six, episode five. And again, just more cute, flirty, stellar-eyed um, Stella and it's having a conversation. And she's like, well, what happens if I don't pay rent this month? And Severide's just like, you know, keep playing with hockey and beer. You can stay as long as you want. So cute. He, he doesn't need much else. He, yeah, he really doesn't. And it just, I mean, Kelly is such a good friend. Like, yeah, for sure. Such a good thing. He did the same thing with Casey. Well, he's about to do the same thing with Casey eventually. Mm-hmm. I can't remember in which order because Severide lived with Casey and then vice versa. Whatever. But yes, he does the same. They do the same thing. Casey and Severide do the same thing. It's, yeah, it's oh, so good. So, so good. So good. Um, and then in six or when in season six, episode six, this is when we get the drunken stellar ride kiss. So this was the season where NBC had a weird football, not a weird football deal, but they had something, something conflicted with the dates and the football deal. Thursday night football. Yeah. Yeah. So we only got, we got six episodes consecutively and then it was like off for the rest of the year. Yes. The six, episode six was their mid season finale. Yeah. <laughs> That was a Because I remember we got that uh, Twitter Q&A with Derek. 
That's true. Yeah, that is true. And six episodes went like that. It was like blink of an eye. And we had just started the pod, too. So we were like, yeah. new episode. Oh, no new episodes. Well, because then remember Med premiered in November that year. It was like all weird. Yeah, yeah. And we had gotten our schedule down to a science. We were like, cool. Fire and PD. We got this. And then we were like, oh, no, now there's another one. And yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. <laughs> so this is the episode when we get the drunken Stellaride kiss. Basically, this is also the episode when Hope is like peak Hope. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And she basically does the whole thing where she like manipulates the system so that Stella goes and works at like internal affairs or some shit. And so, I mean, Stella's pretty pissed and I don't blame her. And so she's a little, she, she's pretty drunk in Molly's. Um, drunk enough that Dawson and Herman are like, Sav, like, get her out. And uh, they go back to the apartment and Stella just lays one on Kelly. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hot. They say when you have alcohol in your system, it is a truth serum. Um, For sure. I A couple of weeks ago, I'm not going to lie. So I, I was feeling the stress with like, life and work in general and i was partaking in some adult beverages and my mom was like don't make any decisions now while you're drunk and i was like no but i make my best decisions when i'm drunk so i don't know if anybody else feels that way but yeah whatever but kelly handles this like a gentleman too because he you know she kisses him and he's like uh-uh not like this and at first i was like dang it sub and then i thought about it and i was like all right yeah okay he's a gentleman he's a good dude it wasn't the right time. Regardless of the fact that Stella was drunk, it wasn't the right time. True. You are true. And I think, too, like, going back to something we did, we like kind of touched on a little bit, but, like, when they had their first kind of dissolution in, um, dissolution. I cannot, I'm, I don't even know what I'm Break saying. Up? Yeah, whatever. I was trying to, whatever. Ooh, Brian is busting out the big words today. Anyway, um, in early episode, or season five, it wasn't the right time. So, like, yeah, it's annoying, and you're like, oh, they could have been so good together, and they should have had a moment. But, like, it was just not the right time for them. Mm-hmm. And season six, at this moment, it's still not quite the right time. And, but we're almost there. Right. So, after 606, after the mid-season finale of the hiatus that was, like, you know, I was going to say, like, a bajillion months, but I don't think I get to say that ever anymore, ever again, because this last one was a bajillion months. Uh, that's when we go into the whole Bria arc with Gabby and Casey. Uh, and Severin. And Kelly. Yeah, Kelly's part of that, too. And so we don't really pick back up on the Stellaride stuff until 614. And this is when we get the iconic milkshake scene. Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard And they're like, it's better than yours Damn right, it's better than yours I could teach you, but I have to charge This also, so this is the super iconic milkshake scene Where like the whole episode, Kelly gets some mail And Stella sees it, and we don't really know what it is But Stella's like, you're gonna go, right? And then they go And it's just perfect And this leads us into our very first voice memo This one comes to us all the way from Columbia what i know crazy crazy this is from our listener mariana and she had to say this hi my name is mariana and i'm from colombia and i love starlight like they're literally perfect um if i had to choose just one moment that i really love of them i don't think i could but there are a few that like stand up to me and um, one is I think it's season six and 
kids when they go to this road trip and to, you know, open the word that was named after Anna and like how Sarite has been acting super weird like all the time and still notices and ends up going with him. And I really like the part where, you know, they stop and have milkshakes in like this vintage diner. Like it is so cute. And they're not even together yet, but just extremely cute. Yeah, so this scene is just pretty iconic in terms of Stellaride. What do you think? I love this scene. I, Especially on the fact that it came on the heels of the Anna nursery dedication and the fact that Severide didn't want to go at first and it was Stella who convinced him and then Severide even turned down going for milkshakes but Stella ultimately was able to convince him and he just wanted to spend time with her and it's just it's such a cute moment it is yeah it's a very cute moment it's very cute and 614 and 615 this was the first two hours oh yeah this was the first of a couple two-hour movies that fire did that season and I hated every single one of them because my emotions could not take it Especially this one. I mean, this is the only this is the only two hour episode where it was just two hours of fire. But yes, it was. Yeah, it it was not. My emotions could not handle it. No, no, it was crazy. So so six fourteen again. So we got these both like back to back on one night. So six fourteen, we were like, oh yay, Stellar Ride! Like that's so sweet, yay! And then we get to six fifteen, and Brenda, just 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 go before I like rage. It's a doozy. So basically. They get on this call, and at first they think it's just a house fire, and then all of a sudden these shots start going off, and they think the shooter's in there, but they don't really know where he would could have come from, and yeah, so Stella and Otis are upstairs. They end up getting shot. Stella luckily wasn't shot, or she got shot, but it hit her radio, so she was fine. Otis was not, which is a whole other saga, <laughs> but... Once Severide hears that they're hurt, he completely flat out disobeys Bowden and runs back in to save them both. And it is hell on my emotions. Absolute hell. And this, there, there, there's so many moments that are just like, you know, just stab me in the heart. But um, one of which is when Bowden's like, nobody's going in, and, and Kelly just goes to hell with this, and just like circumvents him like a football player and oh man does he hear about it at med yeah so basically Bowden shoots him out of bed and one of the things as I was watching this I'd kind of forgotten Severide was going for Stella he was going to I guess hug her or do whatever and then Bowden comes right and cuts him off in front of him yeah and it takes him outside and chews him out but, like, even when he chews them out, Bowden's like, what the hell were you thinking when you ran back inside that building? And Severide just, like, soberly says, he's like, I can't go through this again. And you're like, oh. oh just uh, on top of everything going on, you make a Shay reference. Okay. All right, Kelly. I see you. He makes a Shay reference, and I think he makes an Anna reference, too. Like, yeah. I think he, make, he makes a reference to all of the loves of his life. He makes a Shay reference. He makes an Anna reference. He makes a – and then Stella. Protect Kelly Severide at all costs. It's Stella's, or it's Severide's Mount Rushmore. It's Shay, it's Anna, and Stella. That's it. <laughs> it's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> there's um, a shirt for you. <laughs> but there's four on Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't know. Katie. We'll throw Katie in there. Oh, yeah. I love it. 
That's hilarious and amazing. That's a shirt idea. Yeah, there you go. for sure. For sure. Um, I also want to point out one thing when when Bowden chews him out that I didn't catch was um, so when Bowden's like, we're going to have a word, Severide knows that he's about to get his ass whooped. And so Severide starts to talk and he's like, I was just doing my job. And Bowden turns around and this is like, like super booming, like voice of God. He goes, oh, I will talk and you will listen. And like <laughs> the earth shakes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's terrible because I would not want to be on the Severide no. side of that receiving that, but it's amazing, too, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, like, it's like Bowden hits the pause button on the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Incredible. But there, this episode is the episode, even though it's horrific on our emotions, it is the episode that just keeps on giving and giving. Because at towards the end of the episode, they're all at the hospital checking in on Otis and whatever, and... Basically, Se- or Casey sees Severide kind of staring at Stella, and he makes a comment about how he's like, you know, that feel, or, and Severide's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, we're just friends. And Casey's like, you know, that feeling, that connection, it won't go away just because you don't want it to be there. I love that moment, and I love how the camera focuses on Gabby and Stella. Yeah, I do too. I That's it. what I'm saying. Like, Severide is kind of, because he earlier, between the med getting blown out at med or chewed out at med and this he Stella had made a comment to him and he was kind of cold to her and Casey noticed it and so when he kind of noticed the same thing again Casey's like yeah you know it just won't go away because you don't want it to be there mm-hmm. and it was what I needed it was I needed to hear that because this episode ends with Severide showing up to Molly's when Stella's doing inventory and she's really confused. She doesn't, again, she's getting all these mixed signals. And she's just like, can you just for once tell me what you're feeling? And then it's like sexy time on the bar. Um, yes. Yes. Can I say, we do not talk about sex on the bar enough. <laughs> okay, well, aside from aside from Stella and Sev, who else has had sex on the bar? No, I'm not talking. I'm talking about this sex on the bar. We do not talk about this no. sex on the bar scene enough. We really don't. We also need to talk about how hot Miranda looks in this scene. Oh my god, it's amazing. Like she's. I I remember her wearing something like fire red, and then her hair is just perfect, and like yes. the lighting in Molly's is like awesome, and she looks hot. Also, this is one of the very few times I can remember them actually playing a song with lyrics. Yes, it's yes. Bad. It's very rare, but it works for this scene, and it's just amazing. Everything about the scene. But I was watching it, and I was like, this scene is fucking amazing. Why don't we talk about this enough? It's pretty sexy. Also, we don't get stellarized sexy time enough. No, we really don't. We get, like, the cute romantic stuff, which is great. I'm not complaining about that. But, like, we haven't gotten a full-on stellarized sexy time scene in a very long time, and I'm feeling very deprived right now. <laughs> I don't think we've really gotten any sexy time scenes from anybody recently. Yeah, but okay, whatever. I'm talking about Stellaride. Especially, like, they've been on this great path for the last season, and we didn't get a single, like, Stellaride sexy time scene. Like, what? Yeah, true. Very true. But yeah, we do not talk about sex on the bar enough. Um. Okay, but I, I, I can't let this go. Who, who else has had sex on the bar at Molly's? Are we just making this up or, like, are we talking about actual canon? No, I think we know actual canon because in season one, isn't there a moment when, like, they think that Molly's is going to close and Gabby or somebody, like, alludes to it and then Herman concurs or something like that? Like, we just covered this episode. 
Yeah, I think Abby and Casey probably definitely had sex on the bar. I think Herman and Cindy might have too. <laughs> I love it. Do we think Otis and Lily had sex on the bar? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At and Molly's I'm, or Molly's North? I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely at Molly's North. I don't know about Molly's, but it will, you know. Okay, characters from other shows. Who do we think might have had sex on the bar at Molly's? But could they have actually had sex in the bar because they wouldn't have keys? So they would have had – they can't have sex in the bar during operating hours. That's not a thing. <laughs> okay, wait. But who's – okay. Who's buddy enough from each show that they could, like, get in? Um, okay. Antonio so, has Antonio – did Antonio have sex in the bar? With Brett? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know it wasn't Laura. Oh, hell no. No, hell no. No, 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 no. no. Uh, oh my god, um, Jay and Gabby. No, I don't think Jay and Gabby had sex in the bar. They didn't have sex long enough to have sex in the bar. <laughs> um, Herman has only ever had sex with one person that we know of. Otis. Did Otis and Katie have sex in the bar? Goodness, I... Okay, well, I hope not, because then that's really awkward if, like, you've hooked up with Stella in the same place that your sister hooked up with someone. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, my point being, we did not talk about stellaride sex on the bar enough at all. I feel like we just invented a new cocktail drink. Like, instead of sex on the beach, we like sex on the bar. Sex on the bar. Sex yes. on the bar. Yes. 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 Oh, that could be a t-shirt, too. But now I'm we just... have, okay, I actually have to, like, find out what's in sex on the beach so that I can, like, we can, like, tweak this for Chicago purposes. I, I digress. Okay, Brenda, go into the next scene. <laughs> okay. So then everything's going great. Stella is all happy, happy, happy. And 617 happens and Mama Severide shows up. Which is everything we always wanted for like the first six seasons. It finally happened. Yes. But then it gets a little awkward because Kelly introduces Stella as his roommate, not as girlfriend. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, yes. No. <laughs> but yeah, it's just. Kelly, Kelly, when are you going to learn? Kelly, I Kelly, felt, Kelly. I feel so bad for Kel or Stella in this episode, too, because, like, she's trying so hard, and she's trying too hard, and it, she makes it so awkward, but, like, it's awkward enough that you're like, oh, stop, but also, like, oh, Stella, you poor thing. Yeah, it's just, it's not great. Um, but Mama Severide does like Stella. Um, but then all I remember really about this episode is the fact that Mama Severide and Benny started hooking up again, and it just got all weird. In Kelly's bed. Yeah, it, just, it got weird. I, w once you brought that up the first time we recorded this, like, I have, not, I have not been able to let it go since. Yeah, it just got weird. It did. It got really weird. It got really weird. Um, yeah, I, I, I do... I did like how, you know, Kelly got really protective of his mom at this point to the point that he pretty much he laced into Benny. And I'm glad he did because, mm -hmm. you know, Kelly's mom is really sweet. And like there's that moment where Stella's like, your mom hates me. And he's like, no, she's a saint. Like, not possible. Yeah. She's really sweet. And so I yeah, I really like that when he laced into, into Benny. And then there's also that scene when she's just like, you know, Benny breaks up with her and she's like, no, like you he he cares more about what you think than you than he lets on that which is like a whole other slew of things but that's when she tells him like listen you know there's 
that the mood swings, the women and everything, like be patient, stick around. And that's when it kind of plants the seed for the next couple of episodes in Kelly's head or Stella's head. Yeah. 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 So in 619, this is when Stella learns about Kelly's wedding in Vegas. I love the continuity here because we all knew about it, but Stella didn't. And they made sure to point that out. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what wedding in Vegas? <laughs> and Brett's just like, oh, God. So funny. Let me go back to a time about three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And poor Stella, like the doubt that's in her head, I feel for her here because she's just like, she basically tells Kelly, she's like, I don't want to be another random person in like the circle of Severide. That's why she's worried is because she just doesn't want to be another, you know, fly by night girl. Yeah, and I think, too, that's why it took me so long for me to come around, even after this point, even after the Stellarite sexy time, even after all this, because what was to say that she was going to be any different? Right. You know, it was hard at that moment in time to know that Stella, I think we would, we had hoped, but, like, we had no proof yet. Mm-hmm. Stellarite hadn't broken the circle of Severide, because you could argue that, like, yeah, he did break it with Anna, but Anna also died. So he didn't get a chance to break it. I don't know if he would have, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Brenna. <laughs> but I mean, it's, I mean, I love Anna. Hello. Mm-hmm. I love Anna. I love Severide. I love them together. I think she was the best thing that happened to Severide. I mean, Stella too, but you know, yeah. without Anna, we don't get Stellaride. But yeah, I think it was just hard at this time because we didn't know for sure that Severide was going to be able to break the circle. Right. Right. And so Stella ends up moving into Herman's apartment over his garage. And Kelly shows up. And this is one of the iconic Stella ride lines because he just says, he's like, well, wherever you are, that's where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Precious babies. Anna kind of taught him to be romantic. Anna taught him a lot of things. She really did. I don't think she was necessarily her teaching it to him. Obviously, it's not like she's like lesson one in how to be romantic. But yeah, just something. What and we've talked about this before, so I won't go into a lot of detail. But you know, it was just whatever it was about that relationship. Severide yeah. was head. And like the more I was rewatching those scenes again when I was doing my rewatch for all this stuff, it was just like every time, like he was head over heels in love with her from like sight one. I mean, mm-hmm. from like the first moment. It's just insane yeah yeah really good go ahead and take us through the next one actually the next two oh episode 22 i did not like when renee showed back up me neither but 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 it did give us stella standing up for her and kelly's relationship and when she tells renee not to mess with kelly it's like amazing well she kind of says what we're all thinking yeah i mean i'm pretty sure we probably said something similar to that on the podcast yeah i'm betting we did yeah she she speaks for all of us in that moment like all of us just wanted to be like buzz off get out of here yeah away why are you here later yeah well but no i loved seeing stella tell renee off it was nice yeah and then the season six finale. Just this, this 
this episode makes me angry. Not for Stellaride purposes, for other purposes, but oh my god, what a disaster of an episode. Oh, are you, my, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole other podcast. I just, I would say we should revisit that just to rage all over again, but like, I don't want to. No, 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 no. No, I was talking about that relationship. That that relationship's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, could you imagine a Dossie episode? Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We'd have a lot to say. Should we do a Dossie episode? We should do a Dossie episode. That might have to be like a two or three parter. Yeah, for sure. There was so much content. So much content. So much content. Anyway. Yeah, so the season finale, we're going to put the dossier aside because, like, that's enough to make us, like, rage and throw things. And we're talking Stellaride today. Stellaride, focus. The Stellaride stuff was good. Um, and again, Stella's just being really great about the whole thing. You know, she knows that, you know, Renee's here. She trusts Kelly. So she's like, go ahead, help her out. Like, I get it. Go do the thing. And at the end, Kelly's supposed to pick her up and he doesn't. Or the Wires get crossed, basically. And Stella goes back to the apartment and she finds Kelly waiting and they just like cuddle all adorably. And Kelly just says, like, all I think about is you. So good. Perfect. Perfect. We could have just ended the season right there and it would have been fine. But no, but no. Yeah. Fucking Puerto Rico. But then we go into season seven, and season seven is a wild roller coaster ride when it comes to Stellaride. Oh my god, this is the one with like her high school friend, right? Yes. We'll oh, get there. it's not good. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Ugh. So season one kicks off, or season season one, dear lord, <laughs> season seven, episode one kicks off, and there's just like a cute moment. Stella tries to like sneak behind Severide and steal his coffee when they get to shift in the morning. Just like super cute little, again, flirty moments, which is honestly one of the areas where Stellaride thrives. Like one of the things that I do love about Stellaride, especially as we get into season eight and they were happy for all of season eight, is I love the little things like when he kisses her on the forehead or, you know, like all the things that you wish that people would actually do. And it's just, oh. Yeah. It makes it feel more real. And so this is just one of those moments where it, like, made that relationship feel, like, real and not, like, a television relationship. So cute. Uh, but then we get to the crossover. Not this crossover. <laughs> this is the one I pulled an all-nighter for watching screeners and about died. Was it this one or Infection? No, Infection I pulled the all-night crossover for. Yeah, I, I pulled the all-nighter for this one. Yeah. Anyway. So Stella ends up getting hurt in the midst of this crossover because, of course, she does. And they're not really sure what's going to happen to her. And she gets taken to med. And they think that Connor thinks he has to take out one of her lungs. And then Severide tries to stick up for her. And she's like, and he's like, no, but you're not actually family. So it's up to us. Well, it's a whole thing. Oh, my God. I remember wanting to just, like, dropkick Connor and Ethan into, like, the stratosphere this episode. Because both of them were like, okay, say bye to her long. And everybody's like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. And so Severide, of course, is upset. He even gets kicked out at one point. And he's outside. And April comes to find him. Which, gotta love this heart-to-heart moment they have. Um, We don't really see enough of their friendship now when it's sad. We really don't. Because I totally have a feeling April probably goes to Severide for all the Ethan drama. 
Oh my god, yes! And, like, we've never gotten that scene, and I need that. I need Samurai to, like, give her some good wisdom. Oh my god, Kelly is that friend who, like, absolutely cannot stand Ethan. Oh, a hundred... I'm sure as as a, I'm sure he liked him pre April, like before Ethan and April were a thing. But yeah, that's a, the Stella friend. thing. Probably like was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. Ethan got him kicked out for like absolutely nothing. Yeah, but anyway, so they're ha- he and April are having this heart to heart, and literally all he sa- he says to her, he's like, "All I care about is Stella," and it's just like. Didn't Ethan also get mad at April in this same episode? Oh, yeah, yeah, because she gave Kelly advice and Ethan was like, you're just saying this because, like, of your relationship with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, he did. What? And so, of course, Stella ends up being fine and they don't have to take out her lungs because Connor comes up with some innovative shit because it's Connor freaking Rhodes. (laughs) Anyway, not the point of the episode, not the point of this, but anyway... When Stella wakes up, Severide, of course, is the one by her bedside in the hospital. And he's just like, you know, I'm so glad you're back. Like, he, I mean, he's, like, crying. He, I mean, he, yeah, it's, um, yeah. Ugh. I just, I love them. And, like, of course he is. Again, he said he couldn't, he can't go through this again, and now he's going through it again. So, like, of course he's upset. Yeah. And, again, not even only again for the Shay and Anna of it all. Again with Stella. Mm-hmm. literally like seven episodes later yeah yeah anyway. yep so then in 703 this is when stella is back at the firehouse and there's they're just back to like their super cute little banter and everything and so uh stella just says like you tell me how do i look and he just goes breathtaking and she's like is that a, is that a long joke is that a lack of oxygen joke like really uh so they're they're back to being cute and flirty and and wonderful and everything. And uh, I do remember around this time everybody was like, "Why didn't Telly just tell her that he loved her?" Like in the crossover, like why didn't he say it? This is so weird. We just had to be a little patient. Just had mm. to be a little patient. So uh, take us through the next one. Yeah. So season seven, episode five, we finally get that moment. We finally get their first "I love yous," and. Severide's going through some stuff and Stella like pulls him aside in the locker room basically and is like, you know, like, you know I love you, right? And you think it's gonna be one of those moments where Stella or Severide's like, yeah, I know. Like, you know. Because we've never heard Severide tell a girl that he loves her. Nope. And he's like, I, I love you too. Wait, did he and- never tell Anna he loved her? No. He didn't? No, I don't think so. Ooh. I need to go back and watch that. Unless he told her when she was dying. I don't think he If he told did. her when she was dying, that's the only time he told her he loved her. Or would have told her he loved her. Okay. But yeah. And it was just kind of a shock because it's like, whoa. Stephanie told somebody he loved her. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like, whoa. Okay. I like the way they did this, too, is because everybody was expecting it during the crossover. And then in this one, like, none of us were paying attention. And then we just heard it. And we're like, whoa, wait, what? Like, totally it caught us off guard. That would have happened with Upstead. It was like, oh, yeah, Haley tried to tell Jay in the hospital. And then two episodes later, we actually got it. But we're still waiting on that. No, yeah, it hasn't happened yet. No. But, yeah, so we get that. And then we, Severide's life kind of falls apart. 
Yeah, yeah, because that is when we lose Benny Severide. Still kind of crazy to think about. So crazy, and it happened so suddenly, but it's also really well done. And there's just this moment after Severide finds out, after Ava tells him, really, that they cut to the waiting room, and Stella's just sitting there with him. Like, there's really, it's it's just so well done, because, like, there's really... You, you, you understand the emotions in the room so well. There's nothing else Stella can do, right? Kelly's just completely numb. He's trying to process everything. He just got hit with like a metaphorical ton of bricks. And so all Stella can do is just sit there. And that's exactly what she's doing. She's just kind of like stroking his hair. She's holding his arm. And it's very like TK and Carlos at the end of season one of Lone Star. Yeah, it is. Oh, I hadn't made that comparison, but oh, yeah, it kills me. Yeah. Um. But this is actually one of our listener Jessica's favorite scenes, too. And so let's play her voice memo. Hi, Gina. Hi, Bryna. So, still ride. My faves. They've been such a rock lately, and I'm, like, living for it, to be honest. Um, one of my favorite moments between them is actually in 706, and it's such a tiny, tiny one. But they're just in the hospital after Severide found out Benny died. And, like, She's got one hand on his arm, she's kind of stroking the back of his neck with the other, and it's just such a tender moment, and, like, it's so short. There's no dialogue or anything, it's just this tiny moment between them, and I just I just really love it, and it's actually the one that pops into my head every time I think of them, for some reason, but yeah. Yeah, so that is 7.06, and then, I mean, I guess this is kind of the beginning of their second undoing, isn't it? Yep. So, take us through the next couple of ones. Yeah, so basically, 707 is the one where Mama Severide shows back up. and But Severide is so cold and disconnected. And Stella's trying to be there and be helpful. And he's not really accepting her help or anything. And she's kind of feeling down about it. She's trying not to be too harsh on him because obviously she knows he just lost Benny. But, like, she kind of is feeling down about it. And But it's Mama Sev who... Uh, put some restores her confidence and she's like i'm glad he has you to rely on and she even says she's like you're good for him stella like it's good for him stella it's easy to see yeah. um and somebody does cut, apologize to her at the end of the episode and they kiss and make up but still it, it it's again still the beginning of the undoing so wait, by this point tyler had already happened right her college friend or her high school friend tyler had happened partially Okay, so we were, like, in the middle of Tyler. Got it. Yes. Severide is already jealous of him, but Tyler hasn't come on to Stella yet. The the jealousy just wasn't a good look. Yes, but he also wasn't wrong, and we had this whole debate when those episodes aired, but he wasn't wrong, but yes, jealousy is not a good look on Severide, yes. You're, like, over it. You're like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, we just said we could go on and on, I feel like, about this. Does Kelly act jealous if he didn't just lose his father? No, because he was acting jealous before that. Because okay. it, it, it happens like it start happen it starts happening before Benny dies. Okay. So, so then we get to seven oh eight, and this is isn't this when he is she or yeah Severide and Casey like throw themselves off a roof? No. This isn't that one. No. Which fire is this? He 
is in a fire and he's about to come out and then he hears something and stays in even though Bowden's told him like get the hell out of there and the chimney collapses on him I was gonna say is this the chimney yeah this is the chimney this is the chimney okay yeah so so I think he's like of course dead or whatever Cruz ends up getting him out there whatever but like Stella sobs when she sees him come out and like hugs him just to death and I just these two only kelly would have like the full weight of a chimney coming down on him and be like i'm good yeah exactly exactly only kelly only kelly yeah but then we go to 710 and 710 is the the stellaride breakup (sighs) it's it's harsh this one's ugly yeah wait ugly without actually being ugly you know it's ugly it's ugly, but, like, to me, it's not ugly as in, like, they're not yelling at each other. They're not, like, it, it, it's ugly because it cuts to the core. Yeah. It's not ugly in that, like, they're not yelling at each other. They're not doing something, like, crazy in that regard. But yeah, Right. No, you're right. But so, Stella, there. this, is like, happens all on the street. And Stella tells him that, basically, he was right about Tyler and, you know, that Tyler did try to come on to her, et cetera, et cetera. But she's like, it wasn't about Tyler. And because then Severi does start to get, like, a little upset with her um, about it. And he's like, she's like, it wasn't about Tyler. She's like, you've been pushing him away ever since your dad died. And then she just, like, full on just, like, opens her heart up. She's like, you know, you've been going down some dark hole. And I know what that looks like because I've been there before with Grant. Maybe you want me to keep showing up and somehow pull you out of this, but I've been the lifeline for a drowning man, and I will never do that again. I love you, but I can't be with you anymore. Oof. And then she just walks away and leaves Kelly standing there on the street. It just sounded so final. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, at the time it was. Yeah. And because, unless, because again, we didn't really think Severide could pull himself out of the circle. Mm-hmm. And, like, stop being his own worst enemy. Yeah. He hadn't shown that to us yet, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, unless he did something to help himself, he wasn't going to have the girl. She'd already done that. Right. And she, I mean, she was married to Grant, and she still chose to walk away. So, what's to say she definitely would have walked away from Severide? They weren't married yet. Right. Right. Um, but we actually, we were talking to Catherine about this, one of our listeners, and she said, she's like, you know, I believe that their breakup of season seven was necessary for the both of them to value themselves more and to realize that they love each other, like, even though, even to realize that even though they love each other so much. Yeah, I can see that. Which I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with. Yeah. So the next episodes after this, you know, like 11, 15, 17, um, they're just kind of quick, like, fleeting interactions just to kind of show that, like, they're still orbiting each other. And so, uh, you know, Seven uh, Eleven is the one where Stella's training Tuesday and Severi just kind of watches her. Uh, and then 7.15, you know, Severi tries to open up to her, but they get interrupted by... Is Stella's date hazmat Zach? I don't remember when hazmat Zach is. Hazmat I want to say season. Hazmat and Zach was early. Hazmat and Zach was earlier than this. Hazmat and Zach was season six. Was that season six? Okay. Yeah. 
At this time, Stella is starting to date that guy, briefly dates that guy from, that she pulls out of a fire. Bathtub guy! Yeah, bathtub guy. Oh, man, I forgot about bathtub guy. Yeah, she briefly dates bathtub guy during this. So, yeah, and then 17, um, you know, she, she thanks Kelly for supporting her and all that good stuff. So 18 is when things start to ramp back up again a little bit. Mm-hmm. So um, is it Herman who says this or Otis? Uh, I don't remember who says this. Okay, well, somebody tells Stella, like, hey, do you ever notice how Severide only stays until closing on the nights you're working? So, all right, okay, like, we're getting there, we're getting there. So go ahead, Brenna. And then we get the Foster confrontation. Yes. Because Foster takes, Stella mentions it briefly to Brett and Foster, and they, like, have a little girl chat. And then Foster notices Severide kind of doing the same thing. And he, she approaches him, and she's like, what are you doing? And Severide's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, but really, like, what are you doing? And he tells her, he's like, I can't get her off of my mind. Like, truth is, we were good together, and I miss her. But then Foster takes it maybe a little too far and says, you know, Severide, you put her through the ringer this last time. Like, you were half in, half out, pulling back when things got tough. If you're not ready to step up and be worthy of Stella, then you need to back the hell up and let her move on. Too far, but was she wrong? No, I think her delivery was wrong. She was not wrong in what she said. Her delivery was wrong. That's how, I mean, isn't that just Emily's nature? Yeah, and I, I just, I don't think it was Foster's place to be the one to say this. Um, but all, arguably, it also was what Stella, or Severide needed to hear. So, like, it worked. But, uh, yeah, she's not wrong. Do we have Emily Foster to thank for putting Stellaride back together? I guess so. Huh. Crazy. So crazy. So crazy. Then we get to the season seven finale, which is just perfect on a million levels, except for the end. But yeah, it's perfect. Perfect. So Kelly like disappears and Stella figures out that like, oh, yeah, he's at the cabin and like perfection happens. Just perfection. Yeah. So she knocks on the door. Kelly opens the door. And the first thing he says, he's like. You deserve a better man than me. So I decided I'm going to be the man you deserve. Ah! Uh, oh my god. It literally one of the best shit moments of all time. Yeah. It's just everything about it, especially from a character development standpoint. I mean, everything about this scene is amazing. Yes. yes. Amazing. So we got not one, not two, but three voice memos about this scene. First up is from Mariana. Another moment that I really love is, of course, in the season finale for season seven, when Severide is, you know, like, you deserve a better man than me, so I decide I'm going to be the man you deserve. Like, that is just amazing. I love it. I don't even know what else to say. That moment is literally perfect. And then, you know, they have their hookup in the cabin and it's just, it's beautiful. Next up is from Samantha. Stella Red has had a lot of really, really good moments. I could honestly talk about them forever, but there are a couple moments that I really want to talk about. The first one is in season seven, episode 22, 
when Stella goes to see Kelly at his cabin and she knocks on his door and he opens it and he basically tells her, he says, you deserve a better man than me, so I decided I'm going to be the man you deserve. I love the character development we have been seeing in Kelly lately. I love that um, Severide is finally quitting his playboy ways and really trying to become a man that is worthy of Stella. Uh, I also really liked this moment because I love that Kelly is finally in a committed relationship with someone that he truly cares about. And this moment, I think, kind of really shows us how much of an effect Stella really has had on him regarding his Playboy ways. And last, here is a voice memo from Jessica. And then you have like the classic 722 one where he's at like, I think it's his dad's cabin. And she turns up and he opens the door and he's like, you deserve a better man than me. And like, it's such a final sounding line. Like I was like, fuck off. They're not done or like, they're not, they can't be done. And then there's like this long ass pause and he goes, so I'm going to be that kind of man for you. And I'm just like, yes, Kelly, break the circle, be that man for her. I fucking love it. And then they kiss and it's just like perfect. And one of our listeners, one of our listeners, um, another Jessica, she sent us a DM. Brenna, go ahead and read that. Yeah, Jessica S said that was the moment that solidified Stellarite as the best ship on fire. Their development from friends to best friends to lovers checks off every box for how I grade ships. Stella and Severide are truly each other's person. But actually, though, yeah, I mean, like I said, this it's just like iconic moment. I will never get over this moment. Oh my god, that moment when she wakes up on the couch and Kelly's just like, hey, good morning. And she's like, well, this is pretty perfect. It, everything about that moment is amazing. It, yes. Yes. Everything about that. It's... <sighs> I wish our friends had stuck with fire long enough to get to this moment so I could have other people to, like, yell about this with. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, like, none of our, well, I mean, obviously we have our fandom friends, but, like, none of our other friends, like, got this far. Right, right. Our, our other friends just kind of trailed off, and so we, it's just us. It's just us, and I just want to be like, but you need to watch this scene. It's so amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then season seven ends the way it ends, and I pretty much, <gasps> if we if we never go back to another Mattress Factory ever again in the show, I will be happy with that. I was thinking about it earlier today because I was rewatching Six Fifteen, and obviously Otis got shot. Otis had they did Otis dirty in they, the span of a season and a half. Yes, he got shot and then he got killed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. Never getting over that. It's like they final destinationed him. Yeah, sure. Did you ever see that movie? No. Like if you okay so in Final Destination if you if you escape death once like the whole notion was that you can't escape death and so like if you escaped some sort of like near death experience once like another one was gonna come for you later on and like never mind <laughs> no, yeah. we, we lost the joke that is if you have to explain it it's not worth it <laughs> dang it yeah somebody <laughs> somewhere heard that and was like <laughs> good one Gina no they weren't. Anyway, and then we move to which is a truly, basically perfect season from the Stellaride perspective. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. It's amazing. So we start 801, tragically, of course. And, I mean, there's not a lot of Stellaride going on in 801, but that there's not a lot of anything going on in 801 because everybody is just, like, 
grieving, viewers included. Uh, but at the end, they basically they go on a date, and it's right along the Riverwalk in Chicago. And uh, you know, Kelly's just, or Stella's just like, "How'd you learn how to be so romantic?" And Kelly's like, "Well, maybe I didn't have the right girl to be romantic with." And she asks, "She's like, what's the special occasion?" And he just goes, "You." He's come so far. He really has. It's just amazing, too, especially having done this whole episode and done all the prep for this. Like, it really is crazy to see this Severide character development. Oh, my God. Like, an hour or so ago, I was just bitching about how, like, sneaking into Stella's house while drunk was, like, complete entitlement and toxic AF. And now he's being, like, boyfriend of the year. Yeah. Literally, we have a shirt for it. Literally. Yeah. But yeah, this is one of our listener Samantha's favorite episodes and, or scenes, and so we, she sent us a little voicemail mo about it. Another really good Stella ride moment happened in eight by o three when it was kind of the first I think official Stella ride date, and Stella was kind of teasing Kelly about how you know everybody's kind of saying that he was not romantic, and he just tells her maybe I didn't have the right girl to be romantic with. I just love all these really cute stellaride moments like that and it kind of reminds me of that moment that was that you guys brought up in the podcast before when Stella moved into that loft above Herman's that apartment above Herman's and Severa kind of see comes to see her and he tells her it doesn't matter where you live wherever you are that's where I want to be. I just think both of these moments are super, super cute Stella Ride moments. And like Bryna mentioned in an earlier podcast, these are just moments that really kind of made you think, okay, this isn't just another hookup with Severide. You know, like he genuinely really has feelings for Stella. Um, I just, I really love Stella Ride. I could keep talking about them forever. But I'll just end this by saying that Stella Wright obviously really care a lot about each other. Um, I think they bring out the best in each other and they truly are each other's better halves on and off duty. So moving into 802, this is another one of my favorites. It's a great one. This is a great one. This is the Stella Wright boat date. Love it. Love it. Love it. Just, yeah. Um, my favorite moment of this whole thing is when Stella comes out of the boat, like, trying to show off her bikini, and she strikes that pose. Yes! <laughs> Amazing. And Severide's paying no attention to her because he's so focused on trying to fix the motor. It's so funny. Yeah. But he can't fix the motor, and they have an old married couple argument about them calling for a rescue, and, of course, Stella wins. <laughs> Severide's like, we're not going to call for a rescue! No, I'm going to fix it! And she's like, we're going to call for a rescue. And he's like, no, we're not! And then cut to them calling for a rescue. And, like, the, the whoever pulls the boat in, like, don't they give Severide a lot of crap, too? Like, whoever thought Severide would be the one to call in for a rescue? And he's like, ha, ha, ha. I love it. I love it. And that's also when they went on Baywatch and, like, a rescue happened, like, right there on the pier. Oh, that's such a gruesome rescue. Oh, my God. Doesn't the guy's leg get, like, splinched yes! or something? Yeah. Love it. So then we go into 803, and 803 is when we really start to see the Stella leadership arc start to happen, and Bowden's kind of started mentioning things to her, especially about that conference that she gets to go on, 
And she's, like, freaking out about it, though, because she doesn't know if she's going to be able to live up to the expectations and whatever. And Severide, of course, is the one to calm her down. And he tells her, he's like, you know, who have never doubted once? Not once. And she's like, you. You're going to be fine. And one of the things that she was freaking out when she sees the itinerary for this leadership conference, she's like, scuba basics. I've never even learned how to scuba. Blah, 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 blah. And so at the end of the episode, Severide calls her on a surprise date and he takes her up to some random ass rooftop. I don't know whose rooftop pool this is. Right? But it's some really nice rooftop pool. And he's like, I'm going to teach you how to scuba. And it's just amazing. But they don't even really get to scuba because she makes a comment about how like do you want to go help me with my wet to get my wetsuit on and they go assumingly have sexy time but uh, why do i know that rooftop pool is like kelly's apartment building because like kelly's apartment is super sweet so like it only makes sense that there's like a super sweet pool i don't know but i don't know man, man. then we get into infection oh i know and even in the middle of like the craziest crossover ever they find time for a sweet little Severide moment. Thank God. Like, thank you. Thank you, writers. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, everybody who we have to thank for the Severide, the Stellaride moment. It is very nice. Um, they get out of the lab and they're disinfecting and Stella's a little, you know, riled up, of course. And so Stella's like, how are you not worried? And Kelly's just like, this isn't how I'm going to go. And she's like, okay, well, how are you going to go? And he just goes in bed with our kids and grandkids and you surrounding me. <sighs> just, just. Let that sink in for a moment that Kelly sees a future with Stella. Kids and grandkids, like little baby Stella rides running around. Again, that development, though. I know. So we got another voice memo from Samantha about this moment. And here is what she had to say. Another moment I want to talk about is in the infection crossover when all the firefighters are hosing off after one of the calls and Stella is talking to Severide about how worried she kind of really is about this whole thing. And Severide tells her that he's not that worried. And Stella tells him, she says, oh, well, I'm glad to see one of us isn't terrified by a flesh-eating bacteria. And he says, it's not how I'm going to go. And she's like, yeah, you know that for certain? All right, how are you going to go? And he says, an old man in bed with our kids and grandkids and you surrounding me. I really loved this moment because it's the first time Kelly is really thinking and talking about the future with someone. We really kind of get a glimpse here of how serious this relationship with Stella really is for Kelly because he has never really envisioned the future with someone, nonetheless talked about it with that person. And I just really loved that. I love how far Kelly has come since season one. We also kind of get um, the idea here that this isn't just a casual hookup for Kelly, you know, like this could be the real deal. And I just, I really love that Severide is finally thinking long term in a relationship and not just viewing this as a casual hookup. So, moving into 805, again, Stella has now gone to her leadership conference, and pretty much the whole time, Kelly's just encouraging her while she's there. And she calls him, and she's freaking out, and she's like, I'm not sure I'd fit in with this crowd, and what's worse is I feel like I'm letting Boda down. And Severide, even at one point, is like, I don't know whether you want me to be here for you to vent or for advice. 
And she's like, oh, that's sweet of you. And then she's like, can you just tell me that I got this one more time? And he's, I mean, he says, he's like, you got this Stella kid. Okay, remember when we did our top 10 favorite moments and you asked me what else would be on a one Chicago ASMR video or like record or whatever? This. You got the Stella kid. Yes, 100%. I keep coming up with moments where I'm just like, dang it, how did I not recall that when Brenda asked me? We're going to have to make that happen now. Like a one Chicago ASMR playlist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, I one of my other favorite moments from this episode is like, the fact that when she gets home from the leadership conference, she can't even make it out of the door of her car before he's, like, met her oh, and I gives her a kiss. It. I love it so much. They're so cute. Yeah. Cute. So then 807 happens, and this is when Kelly gets shipped off to OFI. And so... They're back at the house because, like, they're just – they're not getting to see each other at this point just because, I mean, they're just so busy. And Stella's doing the leadership stuff. Kelly is playing arson detective, you know, just – No, he hasn't gone there yet. He's not at OFI yet? No, that's why the conversation happens. Oh, oh, okay. He's not at OFI yet. Hang on. So Stella just says she's like, you're really okay going to OFI? And he says, as long as I get to come home to you, I'm okay wherever I go. Boyfriend of the year. But actually, though, again, we have a shirt for this. We do have a shirt for this. Yeah. No. And so then he goes off to OFI and starts investigating a fire and almost gets killed in the midseason finale. I was never worried about him, though. I mean, I was never either, but he technically almost gets killed. So, of course, he doesn't because he's separate. But he does get, you know, a little shaken up, whatever. But as soon as he comes out of the fire, Stella, of course, rushes to meet him. And she, again, like, swoops him up in a big hug. And she's just like, scare the hell out of me. <laughs> of course, while Seeger's looking on, because Seeger. Ooh, Seeger annoyed me. Oh, Seeger. Yeah. But by the end of the episode, because Seeger is totally, basically, fully coming on. Nah, I will. I'll take the back. She's not fully coming on to Kelly, but she has made it very clear that she's interested in Kelly. And so, Severide, though, because he didn't, he didn't really even realize it at the point. He was so in, he's so into Stella that he didn't even realize that Casey had pointed it out to him. <laughs> but once Casey points it out to him, Severide's like, basically, without saying, like, listen, you're nice, but I'm already taken, he basically says that he wants to be tied down to just one thing. It's like Stella's looking on from behind the bar, and so it's just pretty great. Oh, man, like, season season five, season six, Kelly would not have done this. Yeah. The growth. The growth. It's great. But then we go into episode 12, and this is when Stella's trying to plan Severide's birthday, and she wants to take him on a vacation, and she thinks about going on a cruise, but as it turns out, a cruise isn't such a great idea, and then, of course, Severide overhears it, and the surprise gets ruined or whatever. And so then they go back at home, or back to the loft, and they're celebrating the birthday, and so, or Severide tells her, he's like, I don't want you to go somewhere else to be home anymore. Like, your station gear should always be here because you should always be here. And then she's like, I mean, what the hell? You got to live with who you love, right? So good. Yeah. Not as good as the time Jay asked Aaron to move in with him, but still good. 
It's a good one. I do love I do love Severide's line though when he's like, I don't want you to go somewhere else to be home anymore. Mm-hmm. I love that. So good. So so good. So then in 816, we get some Stellaride sexy time. Ew. Yes, but not as good as sex on the bar. <laughs> so I mean the line speaks for itself. It's just like time to wake up the rest of the building. And yep. And then he, like, puts her on the counter. And it is pretty great. Him, they, like, knock the food off the counter. It is pretty great. But. So it's not sex on the bar, but it's, like, sex on the counter. What's their deal with, like, counters? It's still not as good. No. I mean, it's great, but it's not as good. Man. They're going to need some, like, durable countertops when they, like, get married and get a house together. They are, though. Since they really like to bang on hard surfaces like that. They really like to bang on their pots and pans. <laughs> Metaphorically. Um, yeah. Ugh. So funny. Is this the episode when she goes on the diet with Bowden? Yes, I think so. Because then they're making dinner at the end and being all domestic and adorable. When Casey walks in and they're yeah, like, yeah. help us? And yeah. That's the one. And they're like loading up on calories because Stella's been like starving herself to do that di- the diet with Bowden. Yeah, they're, like, making steaks and stuff. Love it. I love it. They're so cute. And that brings us to 819. Yeah. Which is, like, the inadvertent pre-finale. Yeah. And it's just them looking at each other during Joe and Chloe's vows. Yeah. Amazing. The engagement vibes, man. Do you think we're going to get a Stellarite engagement this year? No. Do you, don't I? Okay. In a non-COVID, I mean, I guess it's hard to say in a non-COVID times, but in a normal regular season, if everything had gone as planned and we got 22 episodes, do you think it would have happened? Yes. Yes, I do. But it would be, like, we'd have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I will say, if they want to go through, like, some issues, okay, fine. I just hope we don't go through a breakup again. It's just too quick, and we're coming off of a season where they were absolutely perfect together. I know, which means we're going to hit rock bottom. But I hope they've matured enough to be like, yeah, we can work through these things. Hopefully. I hope so. I hope so, too. We've got we got to see which way this goes with Stella maybe becoming a lieutenant. Because I think if he... If he were to crush that or get in the way somehow, that would be pretty unforgivable in 2020 terms. Yeah. And also, again, just after the Severide care, if he does that, it's like we did this. No one's going to be able to see this, but it's like we did this and then did this and then went this play and then went this play. (laughs) And then we did that. (laughs) Yeah. I Yeah. And then we did that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. So. Oh, my goodness. Any other notes about the Stellarides? I mean, I feel like we could go on and on. And obviously, this isn't like every single tiny little moment. I mean, there are some moments where he kisses her forehead and, you know, they do like some glances or whatever. We we tried to hit on all the bigger moments, like good and bad of Stellaride. But there's just a lot. Like, it's so much harder to do an episode when they've had, like, four or five seasons of stuff, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Big time. So. So. Man. 
That's our Stellaride episode. Oh, I love me some Stellaride. <sighs> me too. Me too. Rewatching their scenes too, like it just it, like it made me smile every time. I was like, this is so nice. When I think it really honestly, especially after I haven't really, I'm, I'm not that great about going back and rewatching some of the like stuff that we've covered on the podcast. Like I don't really tend to go back and watch a lot of those episodes again and again. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and I think I just appreciate Stellarite a lot more now, especially seeing how mature that relationship has gotten in season eight. And, like, how far Kelly's come. And I just, I really appreciated Celeride more now. So going back and watching some of their early stuff from season four. And, again, being able to see the whole arc now. It's like, wow. Yeah. I I love this. I love the storyline. I love everything about it. It's pretty nice. It is very, very nice. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm happy to see Kelly happy. I mean, we've been, you know, on this journey with him for almost 10 years now. And I'm just happy to see him happy. He deserves it. That's crazy. Almost 10 years. I know. I know. Yeah. Nuts. And Stella too. I mean, Stella deserves the world. She's so strong and she's such a force. She's amazing. Yeah. She's the kind of character that you can look up to. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Oh my God. She's she's like, she's like the Brooke Davis of Chicago fire. Yeah. And I will say that, like, it, yeah, we were just shitting a lot on season four of Chicago Fire, but Stella is the one bright spot to come from that season. She really is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as always, you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Meet Us at Molly's, right across the board. Email us anytime about anything, meetusatmollys at gmail.com. Um, follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at K 13 You will hear from us next week, actually. We we figured you guys probably needed an escape from the mess that will be next week. So um, we're going to hit you with our wish list episode. Our fourth annual wish list episode. Holy shit. When you say it that way, that is it's bananas. Crazy. Yeah, that's the only thing we've done consistently year after year. Yeah, this will be our fourth wish list episode. Our fourth annual wish. Holy crap. I know. Wow, that's nuts. Um, yeah, so you will you will hear from us next week. In the meantime, vote. Do the thing. Go vote. Um, if you haven't yet, um, wear your mask, wash your hands, check on your friends. Everybody have a safe and fun weekend, and we will see you then. Bye.